Hey, babe, I'm a real cool cat, and you know that, man. But running with the Rat Pack isn't always what it's cracked up to be. But Scott and Emily, my life is beautiful, man, since I've learned to deserve what I want. And you know, I feel like the candy man again, babe. And I love ya. Mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. All right, all right, how's it going? This is Scott McKay. I'm your host of X and Y on the Fly, and with me as always is my lovely wife and co-host. Emily McKay. And this is episode 23 of X and Y on the Fly. You know, 23 has always been like my lucky number. Oh, really? Why is that? I don't know. It just, maybe it was, it was even before there was a Michael Jordan wearing 23. Wow. Even when I was a kid, I always considered 23 my lucky number. Then this is everybody's lucky day? That's right. And it's also Valentine's Day. That's right. What better way to celebrate than to do a podcast, right? Well, we, we celebrated a little earlier, and we'll celebrate a little after. This is kind of coming <laughs> in the middle. Our bubble bath. Yeah, that's right. We have a bubble bath coming to us after this show. We're not going to podcast from our bubble bath, because mm-hmm. that, that idea's already been taken. But we are going to have a bubble bath, nonetheless. But Besides, between now and stuff then, we can't advertise. That's right. Between now and then, though, we are absolutely going to talk about the topic of the evening, which is masculinity. And what it means. To me, Emily, masculinity means being a man. It doesn't mean being macho. No, it doesn't. I think today men totally misunderstand what it means to be masculine. And women have stripped that of them. Because a man can open a door and get his face slapped. I know, right? What's up with that? All of a sudden, women feel like they have to wear the pants. And that men, ironically enough, feel like they've got to be almost like kiss-ups to women and be real compliant to women because we have to be extra nice to them. Somehow things got completely backwards, didn't they? They did. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more because we've got a special guest who's a world expert on that. And I can't wait to get to that. Yes. But before we do, let's talk about some of this machismo stuff. What are things that guys do... Maybe because they haven't learned along the way what it really means to be a man. Give us some examples, Emily, of things guys do that just are not on the right track, even though men think they're being manly by doing it. Well, when I envision machismo attitude, I imagine that of a man who's very rude and abrasive and just does not know how to treat a woman right. He's got to be disrespectful because, you know, treating a woman badly makes him look better as a man. Yeah, he has to put her in her place. Right. That couldn't be further from the true meaning of manhood. That's the opposite. To me, it denotes fear. He's scared to death of losing his identity as a man that he goes to the far end of the spectrum of being just a plain jerk. You know, he has to make other people look worse so he can look better. I couldn't agree with you more. That's low self-esteem. I think that's an incredibly profound statement. That whole machismo attitude of I'm going to make you look worse because I need to look better, that's that's... That's just low self-esteem, and it's the opposite of true manhood. Other things. How about a guy who thinks because he drives a fast car or a big truck that he's more of a man because of that? (laughs) 
that's very popular. A lot of men are big into their cars and showing them off to women because they think that really makes them feel manly or make women drawn to them. Kind of like, I have a lot of money, therefore I'm a man. Something like that. Or I have a great job, therefore I'm a man. Right. You know what my theory is? What? Because they don't feel like a real man inside, they use all those props to cover it up. It goes back to what we said before. They really don't know what to do other than that. Well, that's why we're here, isn't it, Emily? That's right. Tonight we're going to talk about some of the ways a man can transform himself from being merely male to being a man. But first, you know what we're going to do? What's that? We're going to launch this whole thing with an interview I did with a young woman just the other day who had kind of an interesting view on how she sees men and their role in society. Oh, yes. Let's get some women's input on this. Here we go. Okay, hey, you you look like you might actually be female. What's your name? Stephanie Nicole. Stephanie Nicole, what's the problem with guys these days? How come they just don't know how to act masculine anymore? And what would change that? Well, um, they'll do anything to get laid. So they'll kiss us and do anything because the girl runs it, of course. The girl runs what? The whole, like, having sex thing, the girl runs it. And why do you think that is? We can say no. Like, the guys, anytime they're ready to go. But the girl, like, we can say no. So you think because women control all the sexual power, guys give away all their masculine power just to get a girl to have sex with them? Basically. Basically. I won't admit it, but yes. That's basically it. And what what kind of effect does that have on you as a woman? Oh, we have more power. You what? Who wears the pants now? We do. Do you like it that way? Basically, yeah. You do? You, You like men acting like wussies? A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. I see. So when it comes down to protecting you, masculine. Yes. When it comes down to sexual power, you like wearing the pants. Basically. Very interesting. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I would say so. A lot different than what I expected to hear from a woman. Well, you know, in time she'll grow up and she'll mature, and her viewpoint on men will change. So you would say the whole concept of saying, wow, I really enjoy the sexual control factor as a woman because all these guys are kissing up to me. You think with some age, when she gets some age on her, she'll outgrow that a little bit. Well, certainly. And the other thing I was hearing and listening to this was that she views men as wanting sex, sex, sex. All the time. All the time. And so she's probably feeling... Empowered. Empowered. So this is her way of gaining some sort of control in the relationship. Well, she did mention something about enjoying men being masculine in the sense that if another guy looks at her wrong, then he'll stand up and say something. Yeah, but no, that's truly immature because I don't want to That's kind of misguided too, isn't it? I don't want to be with a guy who's jealous. That would make me feel unsafe and unsecure, and he's unsafe and unsecure. Yeah, if a guy says something stupid, that's no reflection on the other guy as a man. No, absolutely So he needs to know the clear difference between standing up for his woman's honor and just acting jealous and and dorky in return. (laughs) That's true. And, you know, sometimes women just don't know what they want. Well, you know what? It's interesting you should say that because one of her friends was listening to this interview, and she decided she'd chime in for herself, and she wanted something completely different out of a man. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm here with Melody. Melody, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Talk to me about men and masculinity. What's the deal here? I think that women are trying to control men more these days. Right. But I think that once they have all the control, right. they lose interest in 
you've conquered the guy, so then where does he land? Just the just be friend zone, right? Exactly. Yeah, you, you can't respect a guy from a, a man-woman perspective who's going to be completely controlled by you that quickly. Well, it's important for men. I think it should be shared. Well, maybe not control, but let's, let's put it this way. If a guy picks you up for a date... But he puts you in the car and says, okay, okay, uh, Melanie, what's your favorite restaurant? I'm going to take you there. Aren't you just a little bit perturbed that he doesn't have the date planned? Maybe not so much a first date. A first date should definitely be planned. But after you've been dating maybe a few times, to get input? Well, yeah, absolutely. But you definitely like a guy to have leadership yes, and, yes. And, and to act like a man. Yes. All right, a couple quick hits. What else makes a man act more like a man these days? What a bit different an attitude from her, huh? Yeah, she seems to really understand the dynamics of how men and women interact. Yes. Melody said that women may think they want all the power. But, but in reality, they get bored of it. Oh, yes, because they want a guy who's got these masculine traits that we're going to talk about in more detail. And when a guy is just giving away all his power and can't stand up for himself and gives the woman no challenge at all, which is what Melody said, what happens? She loses interest and moves on. She completely loses all interest in the guy. So why is it that all these guys go around thinking that's what women want? Because that's what a lot of women tell them they want. Well, why would women tell us they want something when in reality they want something completely different, Emily? Tell every guy listening here what the secret there is. I think the huge factor is the media and entertainment has really skewed and messed up our whole viewpoint of how we view each other. And we've talked about that before, but let's, let's really drill down on that. What does the media have to gain in telling women that they should act more like men and portraying men as having to be kind of a lot softer, a lot nicer, and a lot more compliant to women? What is it? It's because women are generally the consumers in this culture, so they, it's very much women-driven. And then when you look at the comedy side of things, anything that's dramatic, is it's funny, it's comical. So that's why they like to put men on there as doing silly, stupid things, and we're making fun of them. Yeah, it's almost like using the opposite of previously established stereotypes is is comedic. It's funny. Right, and we get a kick out of it. We laugh. It's, and it's say? been happening so long in the media, we started to take it seriously. Yeah, now it's become more normalized. Isn't that strange? That what started out as a joke, the guys who weren't quite manly were funny, and the women who were real bossy were funny. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it's become such a comedic device in the media that we're starting to think that's the way things are supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. That's what my opinion is of why life has changed so dramatically. Well, that's something completely different than what I've heard in the past. But you know what? I think there's a lot of credibility in your statement. I think so, too. You know, Emily, we've heard from a couple women who are a bit younger and had admittedly very different views on what a man should be like. But I was also fortunate enough to find three women who were probably about 30 years old, and they had a completely different viewpoint again about what men should be like. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Hey, this is Scott. I'm hanging around with some new friends of mine. It looks like Mommy's Day Out, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Everybody's got kids. What's your name? Brooke. Brooke, what's your name? Tracy. Brooke and Tracy, the, qu the question today is about masculinity in men. 
what has happened to guys these days? How come they're just such kiss-ups and wussies? Have men forgotten how to be men? And what's it going to take to relearn them? <laughs> Kayla says because they're mama's boys, but it's also because they think it impresses us, and it doesn't. We want them to be jerks. <laughs> you want them to be jerks? <laughs> yes. You want them to actually just be out and out, not nice to you? Correct. Yeah. Not every day. Not every day, just sometimes. It's the chase. The thrill of the chase. All right, well, let me let me ask you this. It seems to me, I agree with you, it seems like either these guys are just total wussy boy mama boys who land up in the Just Be Friend Zone because you just can't feel anything for them. You know, they're just, they're, they're no challenge, right? Right. But why is it the other side of the coin has to be a guy who just doesn't know how to treat women, has no respect for them? You don't want to be treated badly, do you? No. No, not on a regular basis. But we want somebody that's tough, and the tough guys are usually the jerks. Well, what if a guy came along who was assertive and knew how to wear the pants but was good to you? Absolutely. Where are all these guys? I don't know, but if you find one, let me know. <laughs> how about you? Do you have anything to add to this situation? What's your name? I'm Kayla. Kayla, do you agree with him or do you have anything to add or what? I agree with him. you got to be a tough, tough guy. I like, him, I like him to work hard, get their hands dirty, but treat a woman good. So none of these guys who go get manicures, none of this. Oh my gosh. None of this metro stuff. What, no, what, what about David Beckham? What's wrong with what's wrong with being a metrosexual? I don't care as long as he's hot like David Beckham. <laughs> yeah, well you can you can look past the metro, but ultimately you want him to act like a man, right? Absolutely, yeah. Get your fingers dirty. Who who cares? Just take care of your woman. Hard workers, they make the money. There you go. I think that says it all. Thanks, ladies. Wow, look at that. Three grown women, all of whom had babies with them, who have obviously lots of experience in relating to men, and they feel like they only have two choices in life. He's either got to be your Me favorite rude and cruel. Yes, he's got to be a jerk, or he's got to be a mama's boy or the nice guy. Mama's and nothing boy in your between. Term. Nothing in between. How did we get to this point where women don't even see there as being an option? It's like, okay, I'll take the jerk, which, I mean, that's a statement right there. We want jerks. We don't want nice guys. They would rather be mistreated sometimes, as then, the one woman said. Than to be with a mama's boy. Than be with a mama's boy. Everything's better than a mama's boy. Right. But what did these women really want out of a man? When it came right down to it... She wants a man who knew how to handle things, be good to her, and not be a mama's boy. Just as long as they're not a mama's boy, right? Right. Man, the whole concept of getting their fingernails done... I mean, did you hear the laughter and the... <laughs> The uproarious, oh no, get away. Guys, you got to learn how to act like a masculine man. And you know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for us to introduce our guest. Let's do that. Our guest tonight, I really feel fortunate to have him with us. His name is Carlos Zuma. He's from California. And Emily, I think he's probably one of the top five guys in the entire world at not only training guys how to attract and keep good women, but how to do so by being what he terms an alpha man. Well, what's an alpha man? Well, we're going to find out. Carlos is the author of the book, Secrets of the Alpha Man, and I think it's time we learn some of the secrets of that alpha man. Let's do it. Here we go. Hey, this is Scott, and we're here with Carlos Zuma, who is one of the top guys in the world at helping guys improve their skills with women. Thanks for joining us today, Carlos. Hey, no problem, man. It's great to be here. Hey, Carlos, you know, you have been very closely associated with the term alpha man. Could you define that one for us? Alpha Man is, well, it's a concept that kind of has evolved over the years a little bit. 
And it's not what a lot of guys think of as the alpha male. The alpha male is a little different here. He's a more sophisticated version. He's still dominant. He's still assertive. He's still the leader. But he's the next evolution of what men need to be. Not what guys once were, even though there's a lot of great qualities. You look at that in you know, a lot of the old movies and what the guys used to demonstrate there from James Cagney and... Cary Grant. Uh, Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah. that was the one I was Gregory thinking of. Peck. All those great guys. And now guys need to go a, a step further because they're a, still a little bit, you know, kind of on the emotionally obtuse side in a lot of those movies. And the women today are much more sophisticated. They don't need us to be providers the same way. They can make their own money. They can bring home their own bacon, the whole thing. They need guys who can still be effectively masculine but also socially savvy. They have to be good in social situations. They've got to be able to also understand emotions, have good emotional intelligence. That's not to say they need to be emotional per se. They should understand it, not necessarily be emotional. They've also got to be uh, cunning and clever, and they've got to have their wits about them. There's a lot of modern characteristics that kind of roll up into this overall model of the alpha man, and that's really what he stands for. He's really what women are attracted to today. So our knuckles aren't dragging anymore, and we're walking a little bit more upright. But like you said, Carlos, today has there's an evolution that's happened where men still need to be men and women still want us to be masculine. But somewhere along the line, we as guys have been brainwashed into thinking that all male behavior is bad behavior. What's happened to our society? With the proliferation of modern media, you know, we've got movies, television, cable, video games. We've got more ways to bombard people now, and especially, I think, through advertisement, because advertisement is very misleading, too. Sure. Um, but we have more ways than ever of reaching people with bad messages. You know, it's stuff that sells, but unfortunately, it doesn't do anything right for a man's attitude. And the reality is that most things are bought, in certain consumer areas especially, like, you know, the reading materials, most of the books are bought by women, most of the magazines are bought by women. A lot of the products out there are actually aimed towards women, so they're not going to alienate their audience. Most cars are bought by women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, and actually, I think they've shown a rise now that the fastest-growing sector of the population in terms of buying houses is now single women. So they're not waiting around for us. And at the same time, the media is taking that message and distorting it in such a way that it appeals to them on some level, but it doesn't necessarily represent the truth, and guys are being misled by that. So that combined with single-parent families, uh, you know, over the last 20, 30 years, most guys now are, well, I'd say a good portion of them don't have or haven't had an effective male role model in their lives to show mm. them what it really means to be a man. And that's one of the things that's missing. I was lucky. You know, my dad didn't leave till I was like 16. And up until that point, I got a very <laughs> clear demonstration of what an alpha man is like. My father was kind of the... Uh, the hard-talking, old-school Italian guy. And, you know, for all his rough edges, that's still more of what women are attracted to than the soft, wussy guy. So guys have to learn a new image. That brings up a great question. It seems like you're either a nice guy or what I call an idiot jerk. Mm -hmm. Where is the middle ground there? What is the difference between not being an idiot jerk and not being one of these nice guys who ends up in the friend zone and actually being the kind of man, which presumably is somewhere in the middle, right, that right. a woman wants. Again, we have a spectrum of what personalities are demonstrated, right? We've got the nice guy way over on one side of the scale or the way we typically think of it as the more uh, passive guy. And then the other side of the scale is what we think of as the jerk or, the, like you said, the idiot jerk. 
Now, somewhere in there, this is my pendulum theory, I believe that we have to be able to feel out and experience the extremes of those things in order to figure out where our balance is. So you've got to be willing to push that envelope, and rather than try to not be something, in other words, trying to not be the jerk or not be the nice guy, rather than that, we should feel out what both of those are like and understand those extremes and be able to balance them in our life because certain elements of either one of those extremes, those are necessary. And it's the only way you're ever going to really find that middle ground. Most guys don't even get there. They're so afraid of being a jerk that they actually think that assertive is the jerk instead of aggressive, and so they stop short of even really reaching that middle ground. So, again, it's not really about avoiding, I think, certain behaviors because that puts us into a fear-thought process where right. we start to avoid behaviors. Instead, think about how to really encompass and pull in and take in the best of all those behaviors to create somebody that's based on virtue and character, not on you know extremes of social cowardice and social aggression. So, in other words, if a guy is pretty much on the pendulum swing of being way too nice and way too passive because he doesn't want to offend a woman because after all they're, all they're just sweet soft creatures and they can't handle that <laughs> right yeah. or at least that's what we're brainwashed into thinking yeah it's not like he has to swing the whole other way and start physically assaulting some women and cussing them out and ignoring them before he learns what the deal is i don't think that's what you're saying but he does need to test the waters of being assertive and realize that not only is that going to be okay, but women are going to appreciate that kind of leadership from a man. Exactly, yeah. It's being able to feel that out and really consciously calibrate your own social attitude and not, not just with women. I mean, this is talking in any social situation. Most of the guys that feel they're guilty of being the nice guy with women are also the same way and they're pushovers with just about every group that they're in. They need to learn that effective presentation of their own personality, which is what I think a lot of this really boils down to at a, a fundamental level. You know, being comfortable in your own skin. You don't worry about what other people are thinking about you. Yeah, the guys who are successful in the business world are also successful with their friends and successful in sports and successful with women. Yeah. Carlos, before we wrap this up, give me three quick silver bullets about how any man could be more of an alpha man starting today. Well, the very first step that I really think every guy needs to go down is they need to sit down. They need to, like, hold themselves up in their house, unplug the phone, turn off the TV, turn off your Xbox 360, sit down with a pad of paper or open up a notepad document or something like that, and really empty your mind in terms of what do you feel like you bring to the table when it comes to – now, just start with life in general, okay? Forget about women for a minute. What are your core virtues? What do you stand for? What's your character all about? Are you about honor? Are you about integrity? Are you about virtue? What are these things that you stand for? Because that's the foundation of everything and every way you behave when you go out in the real world. When you're talking to somebody, knowing where you're coming from gives you an immense sense of security in that conversation, knowing that you've got your own structure, your own guidelines to your own life, and you've got a direction for it. You know, Then write down the things that you're good at in life. Write down your passions, your hobbies. You know, If somebody was writing up the, um, you know, that sticker they put in the window of a car telling you what the features are, right. what would yours look like? What would be the bullet points? And then what would justify that sticker price at the bottom there? You know, what would, What's that going to be worth to her? Because you've got to feel that value going out when you're talking to women. Well, I think that's a great exercise for anyone, man or woman. First of all, you've got to get your head around who you are yeah, and what you bring yeah. to the table. What else? It sounds like kind of California New Age stuff to say it, but, you know, it always comes down to self-esteem. You're, and this is a saying I have. The quality of your relationships will never exceed your level of self-esteem just the way it is. So you've got to feel good self-confidence, self-value, self-worth, self-image. Then that projects everywhere outside of yourself into your relationships, into your work relationships, your financial success. Everything else in life comes from that. Well, that's like we say around here. 
you have to be one half of a great relationship. Yeah. If you're not suitable to be one half of a great relationship, you will never be part of one. Yeah. By design. Yeah, you always have that vacuum there. Okay. So first of all, the guy's got to get his head around who he is. Then he's got to work on his self-esteem, all the inner game stuff. What else? Give us one more. One more. I guess I'm going to project it out. I'm not even going to go into techniques and things that clever lines that guys can use because those are moot. Once you have the right attitude, those come no problem. The next thing is to find out how you motivate yourself. Because that's one thing we all need is motivation, right? It's uh, yeah. Somebody once said, "Well, hey, once I get motivated, though, will I need to do it again?" Well, yeah, it's like taking a shower. You know, you <laughs> took a shower yesterday. You're gonna need to take a shower tomorrow. Yeah, you bet. But learning your own self motivation is probably one of the critical skills that most guys just never really develop. That and and how to manage their own thinking. Honestly, if you can control your own thinking and not let yourself go off on these wild tangents of moods and mood swings, and be able to control your emotional thought process. That element right there captures so much of your game and your effectiveness with women, with friends. It's really amazing what it does for you overall. Well, Carlos, excellent information as we've always come to expect from you. Thanks Thanks, again for joining us today. Hey, no problem. And now back to the program. Wow, well, what a great interview. Obviously, Carlos knows an awful lot about what it takes to be a man and has spent a lot of time thinking about this. He surely has. It's very interesting how he separates the alpha man versus the alpha male right. and how people view that. Right, and going back to the whole concept of the old movies, the Cary Grants of the world, the Gregory Pecks of the world, and what we can learn not only about how they acted, but taking that today and realizing that, hey, women are more sophisticated nowadays than they used to be. Right. And so they could carry on those traits, but do it with emotion. Do it with emotion. and more also and understanding. Right. Everybody has evolved along the way. It's the whole pendulum theory that he was talking about, which was so fascinating. Yes. And another thing that he mentioned, which I thought was so crucial, and I completely agree with him, is the importance of a guy having a male role model in his life. And kids don't have that nowadays. They're being raised by single mothers. If they have any role model in their life at all as a male, it's generally a bad one. Yes, or either the father is a jerk. Right. And let's face it, men who are in abusive situations or are being jerks. Are being jerks. <laughs> or raising children to be the same way because oh, their fathers no and their fathers before them were that way. Or if he's a mama's boy, he's training his child to be a mama's boy. He's letting mom handle all the situations. So what did Carlos say about how to rectify all that? A guy has to get his head around this whole concept of putting down on paper the things that he believes he should be. He should take that leadership. Whether women are involved in this picture or not, just exactly. figure out who he is as a person. Yeah, and then once you become a real man, figure out what the masculine traits are, which were discussed in the interview, and actually affect those in your life, you'll all of a sudden have this effect of attracting women into your life. It's automatic. You don't even have to try. So obviously you've heard what Carlos has to say. He's really sharp. If you want to learn more about Carlos Zuma and his book, Secret of the Alpha Man, and a couple of the other really neat products that he's just released. I know he's got a new product he's just announced that he's excited about on how to communicate with oh, women. Not that's interesting. Body they language. don't even like to communicate. Oh, I know. Outstanding stuff. And you know what? We have a page on our own website devoted to Carlos. So if you want to learn more about Carlos Zuma, please go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Carlos. C-A-R-L-O-S. Couldn't be easier. So go there and check him out. 
Again, thanks to Carla Zuma for being on the show today. It was very nice, very insightful. Hey, you know, let's talk about some of the actual traits that men need to really be a real man. And I don't think this ever gets talked about. Okay, let's go for it. Carla's covered some of them, but we've talked about the ability to lead a boy to be a man. You know, a man who not only has masculine traits, but knows why he's a real man, Mm -hmm. how attractive is that? Very much attractive. Yeah, Carla's touched upon that, but I thought we would lead that one because as you listen to what we have to say as we go on with this podcast and start doing these bullet points, realize, guys, that as you build these traits into your life, You have to do that with your head screwed on straight. You have to have the lights on while you're doing this so that you'll know what you're doing and you'll know how to pass that on to the younger generation. That's right. What's the second point? Well, I think a guy needs to know how to get over being afraid of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Remember the old Temple of Doom movies? Yeah. Where they've got this tour guide and he goes, oh my goodness, very dangerous. You go first, right? (laughs) And all of a sudden, Harrison Ford looks at him, and he goes, furrows his eyebrows and just walks right in, and it turns out he just kicks butt, and it's all good. Right. Well, guess who the real man in that situation was? Harrison Ford. Well, exactly. This kind of guy who can conquer fear without doing foolish things. Well, you know, fear can encompass so many things. It could be... Being afraid of approaching women, it could be afraid oh, of no kidding. screwing it up, or it could be a, a fear of anything. Your fear of approaching women in and of itself is not masculine. No, and women can smell that a mile away, and wow. it, it turns us off. Yeah. I'm talking about in terms of foolishness. If I'm doing crazy things trying to impress women, if I don't have any sense along with not having any fear, mm-hmm. that's not attractive. In my power session for guys today, I joked about... Jeff Foxworthy and how a redneck's last words are, hey, y'all, watch this. (laughs) I think that's exactly what I'm talking about here, right? Right. Well, you know, fear can lead us to do a lot of crazy things. You know, it could lead us to do and say the stupidest things that we otherwise wouldn't do. So if we can get a handle on figuring what it is we're afraid of, tackling it and overcoming it, it'll do a lot. Yeah, so you can have this foolishness because you're afraid or because you're not afraid. Right. Foolishness isn't masculine, and neither is the fear, so guess what? Sweep it all away. Right. The next thing is a guy needs to take charge. Now, we always hear ladies first, and yeah, open the doors and chivalry and stuff like that. But when there's a job to be done, when something has got to get done, the guy should lead. It's very refreshing. It's such a rare thing nowadays. And when you are able to do that, you have set yourself apart from most men on this planet. Yes, women are impressed by that. We're also talking about the concept of inspiring confidence. Isn't it funny how certain guys have guns and knives and women, are, and women are afraid of them? That's not inspiring. Meanwhile, the guy who is just the most confidence-inspiring guy in the world, he could pull a knife out of his pocket you know, and cut the rope for you or whatever, and you're thinking, wow, he's more of a man because he has the knife. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? It it's is. It's all about the personality. The props have nothing to do with it. No, it has to do with your ability as a person and your confidence in yourself. It all comes out in the way you speak, the way you handle yourself. Exactly. The way you, you're gesturing and your body language. Exactly. The body language is huge. How you carry yourself. And one of the ways you can carry yourself is not to be over-anxious. Man, a guy who is a wound-up chihuahua. <laughs> you know, you talked about the guy who's afraid to ask women out and has these fears and this nervousness. That's not masculine at all, is it? No. And yet, 
I don't know if it's the media impression we're given. There are so many people out there, men who are so uptight. How does this happen? How did we grow up to be these guys, Emily? That's a really good question. It's like a total mystery. So, guys, stop doing it. It's really that easy. You've got to get control over being high-strung. You know, in the Secrets to Success with Women for Shorter Men program, we talk about a Napoleon complex. Right. I don't think it's that guys are short so much that keeps women afraid of them or away from them. I think it's the fact they have this Napoleon complex trying to overcompensate for their own self-worth in being short. That they become so overwhelmed. Overwound. Overwound is the right word. And you know what is really, really sad? What's that? A six-foot-tall guy with a Napoleon complex. Oh, goodness. Isn't that just the worst? I can't fathom that. Yeah, it's like, how can a guy expect to attract women when he is just absolutely creating this air of tension everywhere he goes? You know what that reminds me of? That would have to be the equivalent to a drama queen. Yes, a male drama queen. Drama is for women. I think I heard Doc Love say that. So let them <laughs> let them do it all, and you just stand by and watch. Let the women be the drama queens. And then come to the rescue. Yeah, and then come to the rescue. But guys, if you're the drama queen, it's just like what Melody said in her interview before with her, right? Right. Yeah, you're giving her nothing to aspire to. Mm-mm. She'll get bored of you. Absolutely, and you'll be done. You know, it's like the guy also who comes home from work and is so mean and overwrought that you can cut the tension in the air. That's so uneasy. It's so unpleasant. No one wants to be around that. And, you know, that's associated with men, but I think a real man sets the mood. Oh, yes. You talk about the drama queens. Not only is the guy coming to a rescue, but it's up to the guy when the woman's had a hard day at work to do what? Hug her. Tell her it'll be okay. Bring her a martini. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty <laughs> stiff drink there, girly. It's up to a guy to tell a woman it's all going to be okay and to yes, set that mood. We, we need that. And it's up to the guy also to make the decisions. But, you know, you men love it when we do that for you, too. Make the decisions? No, no. When you've had a hard day, you come home and we do something nice for you. That's right. But you know what? When we've had a hard day, it's still incumbent upon us not to make everybody else have a hard day as soon as we walk in the door. We need to be a man about it. Yes, absolutely. We need to set the mood. But let's talk about the decision-making. A man needs to be a decision-maker. Okay. We talk at length about how on a first date, a woman doesn't want a guy to put her in the car and go, okay, honey, where do you want to go out to eat? Well, it's like the, the lady you mentioned in our interview. She likes the guy to be able to know where we're going the first or second, maybe third date, but after that to at least have an input from us of what we like and don't like so that makes that go smoothly. I can go one better. Okay. I think a guy should be such a leader that he should be taking mental notes on what the woman loves and be tailoring the dates around what she likes. Oh, yeah. that's that. You're right. That is so much more better. Ah, see, that's the more evolved view, because isn't it? Yeah. It's, nothing's better than being surprised and going, wow, you were listening. Yeah. See, this, that woman will grow up, too. You thought the other one was immature. Both of those women will grow up. Absolutely. And maybe the three mommies will grow up and figure out there's a middle ground between being a jerk and being Mr. Nice Guy. And they'll end up with someone like you. Well, we don't want to digress too much. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next one. You know what I think? I think it's great when a guy has amazing skills that he pulls out of nowhere. You ever watch the old Flintstones episode and Barney Rubble just, when it's time to play piano, Barney can just get up there and play piano? You ever notice that? Yeah, the MacGyver. Oh, yeah. I think a guy should be a MacGyver. We should put the guy in MacGyver. Right? <laughs> yes, that would be a good description. Like, you know, I've done this for you a couple times, haven't I? 
something's happening and there needs to be a little skill or there needs to be a little trick to get it done and I just pull it out. Yes. Right? And you've known me for over a year. I'm still doing it. Yes. So the guy who goes around bragging about all these little stupid human tricks he knows, that's not so impressive. But the guy who can just like, my favorite is picking up one of those paddle balls with the rubber band at the rubber ball at the end Mm -hmm. and just being able to do it. It always amazes people because nobody can do that. Right. But I have that in my arsenal of little tricks to bust out whenever. You always surprise me once in a while with something like that. Yeah, you know, guys who can spin things on their finger, just kind of pick something up and spin it on their finger and put it back down without even saying anything. Right. And the woman didn't even know you could do it. One time I was at a party and people were doing card tricks. And the guy, of course, who could just walk up and go, hey, I'll show you mine. And bam, just do a card trick and then pick up and leave. That's a man, you know. He's got it down. He's got things handled. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing for a man to know how to do. I think also a man should do what he says he's going to do. Oh, that's so rare nowadays. In, oh, it's in the whole character world. thing. A man should have character. A man shouldn't just act male. A man should not only lead, a man should have character. Now, what does this mean? In large part to me, it means doing what you say you're going to do. I couldn't describe that any better. I also think it's standing up for honor. And standing up for your beliefs. I I agree with all of that. If someone has disrespected me, I shouldn't let it go. That's being a wussy boy. I shouldn't be a meathead and go starting fights, but I shouldn't allow myself to be disrespected. And, you know, I'll take that one step further. If a woman's disrespecting you, it's not giving you permission to be rude back to her. No, it's not. You should speak up, be frank, kindly. But don't give in to the drama. It's just like this. I'll give you a great example. If you were to feed somebody a duck, you're not going to get it with feathers and whatnot. You're actually going to prepare it, season it, and then get it. Well, the same holds true that if a woman's disrespecting you, you can still be a man. Let her know what it is that you didn't like, what it is that she is doing that's causing the disrespect. Do it respectfully. Season your words with salt and pepper. Don't give her the feathers. It doesn't give you permission to be rude by giving her and serving her the feathers. Exactly. Yes. But you don't sit there and take it because that is being the opposite of what we're talking about. That would be the mama's boy. And you know what? The woman will respect you more for standing up. Oh, yes, because no one ever does that. And here, you know, here's another thing. I think other guys actually respect other guys when they stand up for themselves. That's because they wish they could do it. Well, they don't start the fights that the guys, some wussy boys fear are going to happen. If a guy is breaking bad to another guy in some way, and the guy says, all right, well, I'm just going to walk away. I mean, that may sound biblical and everything. And I think you do want to stray away from starting fights and letting fights happen. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how when you say, hey, you know what? That shouldn't be happening here. And that was just messed up. Don't do that again, please. It's amazing how the guy will go, all right, man, you know what? It's cool. I'll never forget the time I was out singing karaoke with a girlfriend one time. And for those who are listening, I am not a physically imposing presence. I'm about 5'7", 170, 180. The world's largest guy. When I went to get a drink at the bar, everybody was kind of dancing up front in the karaoke place while somebody was singing. He grabbed my girlfriend and made like a sexual thrusting motion from behind at her. Oh, my. And everybody saw it but me because I went to the bar to mm-hmm. get a drink. And he specifically waited till I was gone to do it. Right. And someone said, did you see what that guy just did and described it to me? And I looked at the girl I was with, and I knew I had to do something. Right. 
all I remember thinking to myself was, there's no way this guy's going to kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, he it would be complete... of you to begin with because he did it behind your back. Well, you know, in retrospect, you're probably right. But I went up to him and I said, hey, man, I heard what you did and that's just messed up. He goes, oh, man, you know what? I'm sorry, dude. I won't do it anymore. I was like, okay, cool. And that's all I needed to do. Words are very powerful. And I didn't go up and I didn't start a fight with this guy, which I would have been destroyed had I done. <laughs> but the fact that I went up there and appealed to respect got this guy thinking, hey, you know what? That was pretty messed up. And this guy isn't so bad. Hey, I'm sorry I did that. And he apologized to me. It was it was a life-changing thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she saw very well of you that. Oh, yeah. She wanted to marry me very shortly after that. Aww. Crazy, huh? Lucky me. Yeah, lucky <laughs> Lucky lucky both of us. Right. So I would call that power through civility. You have power as a man. We think of it as the I'm bigger than you power where, you know, I'm just going to meatheadedly beat up people. But if you can exercise that power by being civil mm-hmm. without creating a scene to make sure that things go in a manner that befits the kind of character you have, mm-hmm. then I think you're being a man. Well, that goes back to the only person you can control is yourself. That's right. And you're just controlling your own circumstances and your own beliefs. Yeah, you can speak up for yourself. You're not going to get someone else to be respectful in return. No. But you can go ahead and state your case. That's it. You know what I think, Emily? I think another thing is that masculine men are the ones who get feminine women. And what guy doesn't want a feminine woman? That's a good question. I think feminine women, and you know, yeah, we are going to do the show on femininity. It's coming. I want to see that one. Yeah. Masculine men are the ones who get those wonderful feminine women, because masculinity and femininity attract each other. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, feminine women dress up feminine because we want a guy who's truly masculine. And now we've learned a little bit more about what that's all about, haven't we? We sure have. You know, the funniest thing happened today. As some of you know, I'm coming out on the David D'Angelo Interviews with Dating Guru series in just six days from now. And today I got the email that went to his one million man list. That's kind of the marketing letter with all the bullet points about what I talk about in the interview. And I've got to tell you, Emily, I can't wait to hear all these secrets I supposedly talk about in the interview. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading these bullet points going, wow, I said that? I most certainly did. But if you haven't signed up yet for David D'Angelo's Interviews with Dating Guru series. I am the guy this month for the month of February. It was a lot of fun to interview with David D. There's a lot of material in there. Oh, <laughs> a lot of material hit the cutting room floor, too, because he only had an hour and 20 minutes on the disc. But if you want to do that, go to DeserveWhatYouWant.com, and I have a banner that will lead you right to it. And um, I'm excited about that. It's something that I really enjoy doing. Other things we've got going on. We are now doing another podcast which is online dating profile rating. You can get that at iTunes. The feeds.feedburner.com feed is front slash online dating. I yeah. don't know how that happened, but that's the way it went. I'm about five days away from releasing the new book, How to Manage Your Wildly Successful Dating Life. And if you're interested in learning more about that, go to wildsuccess.net and you'll be able to read all about it. I wish I had that book when I was dating. <laughs> Well, no one else had ever written it, so it was up to me to write it, I think. And I'm really pleased with how that's coming. There's some truly interesting stuff in there, including a spreadsheet. Oh, that's right. On how to manage your secret spreadsheet. Oh, my goodness, you've got to have that. Absolutely. 
And also power sessions for men and power sessions for women are both out. I have finished the February one. Emily's is coming up in a few days. So if you want to get in on that, you can sign up for our newsletter at the same time by going to, are you ready for this? Yes. www.thechickwhisperer.com. Uh-huh. I have been coined the Chick Whisperer by a woman reader of our newsletter who says I understand women better than most women do. So, of course, I was all over that. Oh, that's pretty That's pretty special to yeah. find that. I'm digging the Chick Whisperer, so I think I'm going to run with it. So we have all that going on and more, including the MySpace. You can go to myspace.com front slash X underscore and underscore Y. Make a friend. And the Frapper map is www.frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R, dot com front slash X-A-N-D-Y. Pen yourself. Pen yourself, that. definitely. And we'll be coming back at you in a week or so. And the topic of that one, we've got several coming. We're going to do a show on kissing. Oh, that's right. That we're one's going to be fun. We're going to do a show on femininity. Does that mean we get to kiss? Yes, we do. Amazing guests for that one. We're going to do a show where we break down what the seduction community is. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of seduction itself. That's going to be an excellent show. I've already got one of the interviews down for that one. And finally, we do have that show about online dating coming up in the very near future. So we've got a full slate coming at you for the next two months, probably. So keep listening. We thank each and every one of you for listening. Our ranking continues to improve on both iTunes and on Podcast Alley. Please write us a review. And until next time, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. What's going on? This is your boy, the Dean from DatingForMen.com's Men on Women, and you're listening to my good friends Scott and Emily on the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast. Fellas, it's the 21st century, and the dating game has changed. Our show will teach you how to meet and date women without losing sight of who you are as a person. This show will provide you with all the tools to think outside of the box. So join me, The Flash, and our mom, Florida... Damn, damn, damn! Every Tuesday night from 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursday from 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have a comment or need advice, call our hotline. We will talk to you live. For more details, please go to www.datingformen.com. That's www.datingthenumber4men.com. It's never too late to become the man she wants you to be. Copyright 2007 X and Y Communications. Be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.